Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Magical podcast with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, astrologer and writer of Modern Astrology, Harness the Stars for Your Soul's True Purpose, available on Amazon. <laughs> and I'm Jen. Um, I'm an Akashic healer, numerologist, and creator of the Illuminating Journey Cards, which are available at jenduchen.com backslash illuminating journey cards. So today we are talking about the energy of the Pisces new moon that's coming up on March the 6th and the energy leading up to and around it. Um, I would like to introduce my owl above me. <laughs> I am Chanwing Palace Athena today. Uh, because Pallas Athena is very involved in the ne in the early um, astrology of this year, well, for the first half of the year, really, and um, and Jen and I are planning on doing a teaching about Pallas Athena. So watch this space for that. But one of her totems or symbols or whatever you want to call it is the Owl of Wisdom. And since the Owl and since Pallas Athena is exactly conjunct Jupiter, my ruling planet. And this new moon is squaring my Jupiter. <laughs> it figured, I figured it was really appropriate. So <laughs> anyway, Jen's pulled a couple of cards to kind of kick us off before we start looking at the astrology and talking about that. Yes. So the first card is uh, one of the tools and it's called light. And this is a double terminated uh, crystal, um, quartz crystal, which uh, with the tools, you get to decide what it means to you. So even those who can't see it, you can imagine it. It brings light. What does light mean to you? Uh, and as far as bringing light. So uh, I get the sense that this uh, new moon is about bringing light into our kind of fog or our delusion. Um, and then uh, I actually pulled three cards because I was looking for a soul portal we got a second tool, which this one is liquid. And so this is a bottle that actually says on it, um, potion for motion. And it's very interesting because Pisces is a uh, water sign. It is all about water and liquid. And what happens when you add liquid? Uh, water is also the only um, energy or, or, or whatever you want to call it, body that we know of that changes its... Uh, changes its form by uh, um, through uh, what do you call it through um, temperature temperature exactly thank you <laughs> think of the word <laughs> <laughs> my brain is floating so it can be ice it can be water you know liquid steam mm. whatever and water shows us how to kind of ice up what we don't want and or what we are putting to sleep and to liquidize and move through things so you know it's a great idea of using water to help you get into the flow and then the third card which is the 11 soul portal and for those who can't see it this is a very colorful card with a woman uh, standing between two pillars uh, these are sacred pillars um, from one of the sacred places uh, in england and um, she has roots growing out of her feet, so she's planting roots, and her 
third eye is open to these uh, lightning bolts that are coming through. So what I see in it, it's almost like she's in the shower, in this rainbow shower of receiving information and allowing it to be conducted through her body and creating the sense of grounding which is where I believe we are or what we're experiencing right now. And it's interesting that we have an 11, right? Because we have some in 29 degrees at this new moon. And then incidentally, on for those that can't see, the either side of her to the corners of the card, there are crystals to go back to that light uh, yes. card again. So, That's yeah. Right. There and there's go. a bird. Oh, there is a bird as well. Yeah. It's a full moon. But this is about really beginning to bring in the information we receive uh, so that we do become the wholeness of who we are. So we're not distracted by uh, what other people are telling us. It's, mm. it's very, to me, this is about finding your truth and, uh, and knowing it and focusing on it so you can be who you came here to be. Mm. which is the point of everything really so, <laughs> in my opinion <laughs> and what what i work with in the astrology and what jen works with i think as well in her work so to kind of um for to look at the new moon okay the new moon itself is at 15 degrees and 47 minutes of pisces um, conjunct Neptune and Vesta, who are both at 16 degrees of Pisces. This new moon is sextile to Mars in Taurus um, at 13 degrees and Saturn in Capricorn at 18 degrees. The new moon is also square to, and I, well, I consider it to be square to Jupiter and Ceres in Sagittarius, partly because we've got the ongoing Jupiter-Neptune square um, throughout 2019, and also because it really falls, um, the square falls at the midpoint of where Jupiter and Ceres are in, um, in Sagittarius, kind of pulling them together. So let, I'm going to say it's square to those two as well. Also, um, for this new moon, well, I'm sure we'll talk about other things, but um, within the 24 hours before the new moon, Mar uh, Mercury turns retrograde. So the new moon is at, and I'm talking universal time, so London time, is on March the 6th at 4.04 p.m. At March, on March the 5th at 8 p.m., uh, Mercury turns retrograde at 29 degrees of Pisces, so yet another Pisces energy. Um, Early the next day, um, on uh, the 6th, at 6.13 a.m. Um, universal time, Uranus moves into Taurus for the start of a new 84-year cycle. So it's kind of, <laughs> there's, uh, what I would say overall for this new moon is, oh my, changes are coming. Now this is the... <laughs> This is, this is the sixth of seven uh, new moons at 15 degrees. The first one was back in October at 15 degrees of Libra. And the last one will be in April at um, 15 degrees of Aries at the exact opposite point. And that's the cardinal points, Aries and uh, Libra, 
which are being triggered over and over and over and over and over this year and um, about the our identity um, the I, 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 me, me, me um, axis or of Aries and the we of Libra. So um, I find it very interesting that these um, new moons, seven of them, start and end at an opposite point. So there's that too. Um, Pisces itself is a mutable sign. So change <laughs> 15 degrees is the middle degree of the signs. And I always think of that as a change point because it's kind of the pivot point of the degree, uh, the fulcrum, if you like. Um, so what else do I want to say about the actual kind of degrees? Not a lot for now, um, but it's huge. You know, the fact that Mercury turns retrograde within 24 hours before Mercury retrograde, you know, I'm never one to really kind of make a huge thing of Mercury retrograde because it happens so often and it spends so much of its time retrograde. But the fact that this Mercury retrograde started its, um, entered the point of its shadow, conjunct Neptune. Neptune is conjunct this new moon. It turns retrograde at the very last degree and spends its whole time in Pisces and ends up turning direct conjunct Neptune and Neptune rules Pisces. I kind of think this time is so Piscean, so Neptunian that we can't ignore the Mercury retrograde um, being associated with this new moon. And then, of course, the shift of Uranus into Taurus is huge. So we'll look at all that amongst other things. So, Jen, do you want to kick off with the numbers? Because there's so much. <laughs> this is indeed so much that uh, my mind's just kind of going all over with the numbers. Uh, the 15 degrees of um, the new moon which of course, as you mentioned, has been going and it's seven times. I think the seven is a key number because it's been showing up a lot. And I've been told this is related to our um, transit, if you will. The seven is actually related to the transit we're experiencing right now. And the seven is um, a number that makes us go inward and research who we are, come back to our values, our wisdom, our truth, and so um, it helps us to break down some of the um, illusion. And of course, we have to be involved in breaking it down. So I find that fascinating because uh, in terms of Neptune, Neptune or Pisces, whatever, this is very much a sign about music and, and uh, taking that depth in and, you know, spirituality. So there is, you know, that sense of wisdom um, and of course, remembering that uh, Pisces, the original ruler was Jupiter. So there is that similarity between the seven uh, or 700 as the actual number, seven that um, and, and uh, Pisces, which I find kind of fascinating. And here we have Neptune at 16 degrees, which is a seven as well. So this is a highly intuitive number, a highly intuitive time. So we are being called back to ourselves. And the only way we find ourselves back at ourselves is by engaging with our intuition, finding that 
uh, that point within us where we kind of unlock the key, if you will. We turn that ice that's inside of us into liquid. You know, we, we heat up the temperature so we can begin to connect in truth. Because I think for a lot of people, and certainly I've had this experience, it's about um, kind of being frozen around things that are true to me because it didn't work in the world. Like, oh, people said you're crazy or uh, you should be locked up or they would lock us up in a sense, right? You know, create some kind of prison against our feelings. Uh, so this idea of being liberated by our connection to intuition and understanding our connection to the universe uh, helps us, you know, that we can do all of that in the water, which is mm -hmm. fascinating, or in some form of water. Um, so it's this, you know, and being with Neptune being next to Vesta, I think at 16 degrees, this, like I said, it's a highly intuitive number uh, that's asking us to really trust our intuition and allow whatever needs to fall or break down to follow its natural route, because we tend to want to hold things so that they don't change. I don't want things to change. I feel safe, you know, with my frozen uh, um, heart or my frozen spirituality. So there's this fiery energy that's coming through to kind of, you know, what does water do? It takes the things away that we, or moves us away from what we're clinging onto. So if we're clinging onto these rocks or these old ideas, it's kind of forcing us away. So we have to choose something different. Uh, so that's fascinating. And then the 15 uh, is fascinating too, because the 15 is known as the spiritual alchemy, the number of spiritual alchemy. So this is about um, healing. And so is Pisces. This is about the healing of ourselves, the healing of our world, just like you were talking about, Lou, that idea between the individual and community or relationships. When we heal ourselves, we begin to heal the world. If we're going around telling everyone else what to do, but we're not doing it ourselves, we're creating greater separation. Mm -hmm. uh, so this number is also a number of love and of service. It's like the recognition of the self and being willing to change or morph, which is a very Neptunian word, right? Mm -hmm. Morpheus, the idea of going into the deep sleep or waking up from the deep sleep. Uh, and we're actually in a 15 universal month for March. So there's a double 15 we have here, a double six. Six is uh, considered a pregnant woman. If you look at the shape of the six, it's like a woman who's pregnant and it also brings the one and the zero together, which is the male and female energy. Uh, so it is about rebirth, right? It's about death and rebirth. I mean, Pisces is a, a rebirth number as well. When we're being freed from our prison, uh, I read somewhere that Pisces is also about feet, which I didn't know was about feet, but that makes sense, right? Are your feet like locked or, or you know, if we think about the world under underwater, mm. uh, right? We have all these creatures who don't have feet. Like swimming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> They're swimming. They don't have feet. So they're flowing with it. And what are we doing with our feet? Are we walking away from the illusion and delusion and the prison-like idea? Or are we, you know, trapped, staying trapped? Uh, so that's kind of a fascinating idea that when we use love as a an idea, not to control others, but to really be open with who we are and show ourselves for who we are in that vulnerable way, 
then um, we probably have better relationships, not because people don't have stuff on us or whatever, but because we're sharing it first. So we have the power. And also because we don't care about it anymore. Because when we hide things, which is also very much this energy, then we always worry that somebody is going to find out about us or they're going to blackmail us. Like we have all this going on in the world, right? All these people who have been blackmailed or paid off. These are all kind of the same energy. So when we apply the principle of being connected to ourselves, being uh, open to change, uh, and we use love as our guide mm. that idea of loving the people loving the world we're in uh, and loving ourselves you know creating or speaking from our truth we are empowered but before we look at the other numbers let's stay in that little block for now <laughs> just <laughs> those four because you know we could probably do a whole podcast on just those four because here we have, you know, the moon is um, our emotional body, uh, really, uh, at an individual level. The sun, you could sum it up as the ego or our core self. And then Neptune ruling Pisces. Jen has talked a lot about that. The other words for it are, um, I always think of it as the amniotic fluid energy, the chaotic kind of time before birth, re uh, after birth, uh, or after death, rather. Um, also, the cosmic soup is another one. Um, you know, the, all these words just kind of give the feeling of this Piscean Neptunian energy as being so fluid, but very confusing as well. And chaotic is a, another word. I always like that word, but I know it causes panic in a lot of people. But I mean it in a very nice way. And then, <laughs> and then Vesta is. Um, you know, I have a, a lovely image in my head of Vesta from going to the British Museum with my daughters last October. With a, there was a statue of, of um, one of the Vestal Virgins, with with this kneeling um, in this kneeling pose with a veil over her face, where you could see her face, but then holding the eternal flame in her hands, just forward. It's that kind of this focus of I'm holding um, all that you need really within me. And um, that's what Vesta is for. She's kind of the keeper of the flame, the keeper of the, of, she keeps the, um, the culture alive, really. It was said that if the flame went out, um, it was allowed to go out by the Vestal Virgins, that Rome would fall. And incidentally, water puts flame out. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes well it's very interesting because you know the hearth you know i always think about it as the keep of the hearth which is you know the basis or the heart of who we are right the basis of our community our uh, the way we live is to do with keeping the flame alive so really the flame is within us right and yeah. so how do we kind of turn the flame up because it's been, you know, iced down, it's been frozen. So this is that moment to kind of bring it alive. And of course, when you apply uh, water and fire to things, you make something new, right? Mm -hmm. So there is all of that. Yeah, uh, there's so many meanings. It's just like, you know, it's, uh, it's just kind of amazing, really. And I just think this is amazingly spiritual, this um, new moon. 
I actually find it quite funny that we're recording this the day after the Oscars. And uh, and I, I say that because Neptune and Pisces energy is about film as well and glamour and all that kind of thing. And here we have this year with this focus um, building, we have the first Oscars where there was no host because it's falling apart. And also there's all kinds of controversy now about the, the film that won. I'm not going to go into that. I'm sure people can look into that themselves. Um, but there's all this kind of confusion and chaos about all that kind of energy, you know, uh, and a, a dissolving of boundaries too and old ways. That's a very Neptunian Piscean word. So all this is happening. Illusions and delusion will be happening, but also dissolving of old illusions is going to be happening. Yes. And you know what springs to mind as uh, what you're talking about is I feel this is kind of the flame or we're lighting the flame to having a different relationship with love, a different relationship with the people around us and ourselves, right? Because when we know we are connected, divinely connected, um, we don't have to run around in fear and try to imprison others or stay in prison or um, stay quiet even, right? This is, this is the contra- controversy aspect of um, confusion or mm-hmm. chaos or disruption, whatever you want to call it, is there's a controversy that has to happen. And to me, that kind of sums up the idea of this, uh, you know, especially with Mercury going retrograde, at 29 degrees, which is the critical degree. So of course it adds an extra element. Not only is it a critical degree, but it is the final degree of the final sign, which is pretty yeah. incredible for this, you know. And when we think about Mercury being our messenger of our mind, so it's like really blowing our mind open. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like at the same time, we are having this, you know, when you were talking about the 15 is this idea when we hit that degree of the 15, we're in the middle. So we're deepening into something, right? Because we've, we've kind of played around and we felt around now we're going into that deeper aspect of uh, this experience. We really are growing up and we're taking responsibility in a new way, um, which allows us to change shape, to morph, to, to understand that our spiritual uh, aspects or the way we think about spirituality is really what controls how we live. Mm -hmm. And so by having the boundaries that we choose, instead of being, because there's that boundlessness, there's like no end when you're in water, when you're in flow, that you can create the boundaries you desire that are connected to your intuition and your belief structure, as opposed to accepting the boundaries of others. And this and this um, this energy is going to continue pretty much all through March, not only because it's a new moon, but because Mercury is going to retrograde all the way back to <laughs> to where the new moon is. Well, to actually where Neptune is, but pretty much where new moon is and um, and is going to kind of trigger all these other aspects that we have going on as well. So to mention those, um, the new moon and Neptune and Vesta are sandwiched right in the middle of um, of an aspect uh, 
to Mars in Taurus and Saturn in Capricorn, as I said. And now they are very um, masculine energies, really. Mars and Mars and Saturn, anyway. And Earth signs are feminine. So the planets, um, you know, they are kind of, kind of the archetypal male archety- uh, energies in the chart. Mars, the warrior, you know, um, and then Saturn, the elder, the father. And, all that. and here we have this dissolving spiritual um, agape kind of love energy right in the middle of those two and though and the two of them in um, earth signs in feminine signs it's almost like this is being dissolved as well this energy or it's an opportunity to dissolve it I would, <laughs> because i would think of the sextile um, aspect particularly which um which the new moon is making to mars and saturn as an opportunity aspect um it's not got a lot of, whereas the squares and oppositions have a lot of energy behind them to change. The sextile's more of a, I'll give you this, but you you choose whether you take this chance or not. So uh, there's that. But though I do think that because this is so powerful with all these four energies so close together in, um, in the middle of Pisces, I do think it's a strong opportunity. <laughs> to dissolve yet more of um our kind of very patriarchal very paternalistic kind of energy that has been running our um cosmology for a long time (laughs) yes and i find it very interesting that these two male aspects are given kind of supporting roles as opposed to Mm. you know being in your face roles yeah Uh, and we also have to remember because the uh, Pisces is about the fishes, right? Which is a very, uh, there's so much connected to the fishes um, and the idea behind it of feeding others and feeding ourselves and nourishing ourselves. Uh, um, and also the fish has been connected to the patriarchy in the sense of religion, right? There is a, a whole religious aspect that has been kind of swallowed by religion. And, and um, so in a sense, having these two uh, uh, masculine energies offering up some energy towards the dissolving. To me, it all feels like because of all of this, I feel like there's going to be a lot of stuff coming forward, right? Like this idea of (laughs) more stuff, yes, but more more tangible, even though we're in the... um, this disillusion we're going to uh, and maybe also we are disillusioned by what we've imagined has been something wonderful and now all the dirt and and all the the kind of garbage is rising up so we get to see some really dirty ugly horrible things that have been kind of hidden under the water uh, and it feels very much could be the religious aspect you know uh drug aspects you know even that kind of me too aspect you know it just feels like all of this is coming to the surface that people can't um keep quiet it's like i see all these voices all these mouths like open underwater kind of screaming it's like that that piece of art uh edvard munch you know the scream you remember that mm-hmm. that's kind of what i see you know i see this idea and and again what i'm finding so interesting in myself and my clients and friends around me is this idea that we're presented with all these things but if we don't 
like choose to do something like somebody gives us something and says this is what's happening mm -hmm. and we're just like oh okay instead of going no I want to do something about I need to be in charge of my own experience so therefore I'm going to make a call I'm going to make a decision I'm going to reach out and do something different and so that's the key there right which is why it's an opportunity <laughs> yeah. I keep saying this in my in all my daily writings and things and I was like well it's not just going to happen unless you take some action it's kind of funny to to do a per, quick personal story. Um, Chiron has just moved into Aries and from where Mercury is turning retrograde at. So, and it's sitting right on my Aries, third house Aries south node. So uh, to, to those that are listening, and Aries third house south node gives a tendency to be extremely sharp verbally and to cut people at the knees in argument <laughs> without almost realizing you're doing it, I have to say, because it's it's your default. And with Chiron being on it, it brought up all that stuff. So I had an opportunity to look at it and to try and do something about changing that default reaction. So it's the same with everything else. You know, we have this opportunity. We still have to choose whether we're going to take that growth opportunity and learn something. And in this case, it's, you know, with this new moon, it's a clear message that we are to choose um, kind of more an unconditional agape type of love, which is why I said the word agape, that kind of true um, Christ energy rather than, you know, what's been um, brought into um, um, brought into our um, psyche by religion. But it's more this kind of unconditional love, which doesn't mean you have to be a blank a doormat, doesn't mean you have to like what everything does but it kind of means that you love them anyway <laughs> despite <laughs> and you love uh you know you just should treat everybody lovingly so, mm -hmm. yeah kindly and i think that's you know that's a great story and also having to remember that every one of these aspects has three levels right there's the level of the child and remember we talked about the 15 which means we're moving beyond that child into the kind of, you know, the middle phase and then the uh, more mature phase. You decide where you are and, and what you want to do, but you don't have to stay in the bondage of people mm. saying, well, this is what it does. You know, Mars is about anger. But then when we think about the depth of anger, right, what that means, when we talk about the maturity of anger, then that's that moment where we actually make change because we we feel connected enough to want to change, but mm. it isn't about the thing that got us angry in the first place. Right? We're, not, we're not putting our energy, our um, libido on trying to hurt somebody who did something to us. We're putting it towards uh, uh, generational change because Neptune is a generational sign, right? There's a lot of them we're talking about, Uranus, are generational these are not just uh, momentary experiences and again when we go into maturity then we have that moment to be in stillness which i think is very also very piscean uh, when we're going into our love into the into being loving uh without being a martyr which because that is definitely the um aspect of the six that is the danger right like oh look i'm doing all this for you or look how much i'm suffering 
uh, we've got to break that bond with suffering or the idea that we need to suffer to prove to everyone that we're trying hard or we're pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. Look how much I'm suffering. Look how noble I am. You know, that's all great if you want to do that, but it's yeah. not a very effective way for making change. If we're in this this moment where we we are in a historical time where we actually get to decide how things will go forward uh, uh, and begin the foundational pieces of building in a, the Aquarian age, mm. uh, then we have to be proactive. So we have to use the libido, the anger. Uh, I just feel like all this stuff that's going to come forward, all this poison that's going to be pouring out into our system, and it could also affect water, you know, the ecology and all these things. Um, well, poison is a very Piscean word too, actually. That's right, it is. Very and much. That, you know, I do love the fact you, you saw Mars in Taurus and Saturn in Capricorn as um, playing supporting roles. Because the more I look at that uh, from that perspective, um, the kind of more I agree that they're giving us the kind of drive and will to um, to build something, you know, and to create something rather than just to sit in this kind of pool of martyrdom and victimhood, which is the shadow of Pisces as well. So they're giving us the grounding. They're giving us the, uh, again, the, the opportunity to actually create change. And um, I did want to carry on talking about the age of Aquarius, which Jen already mentioned, because between when we record today, which is what, February the 25th and, um, and the new moon, Venus uh, will move into um, Aquarius via a square to Uranus at the last degree of Aries. And the day before, as I've already mentioned, Uranus, which is Aquarius ruler, will move into Taurus with initial wake mutual reception between the two. In other words, you know, this, the Venus rules Taurus, Aquari uh, Uranus rules Aquarius, and they're each in the other's sign. And, um, you know, Uranus moving into Taurus, this is the first time, I think it was 1935, which, um, you know, we'll look at more later because it didn't start a most stellar time in um, in our history but we do have to remember that the rest of the chart is different so it's not necessarily all going to be the same but yes. venus, venus is our values and of course she's the divine feminine as well i'm moving into aquarius um just as uranus moves into venus ruled taurus now it's going to bring change undoubtedly you know especially uranus moving into taurus um to show the kind of strength of the change when uranus moved into aries um it caused the big um uh the big uh tsunami at fukushima um but and you know undoubtedly uranus moving into taurus could bring earthly or earth shaking moves um but it also represents uh, the material world nature money the body so looking at a personal level, this is going to bring huge changes, you know, and how we kind of treat ourselves, treat our money, treat the material world. Um, you know, the, could, the call for the Green New Deal could be ramped up beyond belief with Uranus going into Taurus. This, uh, you know, awareness that we don't have time, that we have to move quickly. Uranus likes to move quickly, sudden change 
all that kind of thing. And combined with Venus in Aquarius, um, you know, I think you, you're going to find yourself wanting to make big changes in those areas of life. Yes, everything will be turned upside down. You know, we're going to have an earthquake in the, you know, the earth in rebellion and all of us coming to our senses in a sense, right? Because we've been uh, kind of drugged by everything we've experienced and kind of stayed there and said, well, what can I do? I have no power. And now we're like, I don't care about that, right? I'm, I have to make the change. What's fascinating to me is with all these changes that are happening and, and it's really is ramping up um, is that when uh, Mercury goes retrograde at uh, that 29 degrees, right? That critical degree at that time, Uranus will be at the last points of the 29 mm -hmm. in, um, in Aries. So there is this kind of uh, gateway because 29 is an 11 and 11 is this, uh, this idea of bringing balance into the material world through the spiritual gateway. When we begin to understand that, you know, the power, power or source of energy that moves us is available to us, but we have to do something with it. We have to access it. We have to choose something different. So it's fascinating that all of this eruption and movement is making us go, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, our monetary system is probably going to change because uh, the system we have now is set up so that only a few people are at advantage and everyone else is at disadvantage just like the idea of imprisoning us in different ways. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing to understand that with this 11, the 29, the repetition of these critical degrees, uh, we're, we're moving through a gateway. We have an opportunity, like Lou said, to, to do something different. Like, you know, it's, we don't have to do what we've done before. And it's also about bringing balance into our lives, harmony into the way we live, yeah. how we live with others. And looking at the uh, mistakes or whatever you want to call about these kind of darker things that people have done and, and maybe we have done from a place of compassion. Like it's not that we need to judge them, but just that we need to decide we, what do we need to do so we don't have that kind of stuff anymore, as opposed to you're disgusting. I mean, I certainly think they should be held accountable, but that's again, this is this opportunity, you know, with all of these changes and certainly with Uranus going into um, Taurus, mm. this opportunity to change the way we hold people accountable and change the way we um, kind of look at our material goods because it's all matter, right? When we think about it in terms of matter, we have this word that we say, oh, it doesn't matter, it matters. Really, what is matter? Matter is the material energy. And that is, what are we making matter? Where are we putting our attention? What are we growing? What are we doing with what the earth is showing us? Like, are we changing? And we are. We got all this innovation, which is also very Uranus type of energy is innovation. So that is very powerful to think about this, um, all of these energies at the 29. And I think Chiron also is a 29 still. 
No, it's not. Mm. Believe me, I know. Because it's still yeah. conjunct my zero degree. Oh, yes. It has, <laughs> it's, not, it's zero. So pretty soon we'll have the zero matching with the, well, I don't know, pretty soon takes a bit of time. But yeah. So, yeah, there's the other zero coming in, still bringing in healing energy, yeah. right? The healing, the opening, that idea that all of the stuff that comes to the surface you know, all the sewage that's rising, like what do we do with sewage when it rises to the surface? Like how do we, how do we ensure that the, the water is safe to drink after all of this stuff has risen? So that's a very interesting aspect. Mm, I do want to mention the um, square to Jupiter and um, Ceres over in Sagittarius too. Jen already mentioned that, of course, Jupiter was the traditional ruler of Pisces. So we've got kind of all this... Um, more energy of faith belief idealism truth all that kind of stuff coming in from there but Ceres at 10 degrees of Sagittarius um she's a lot to do with grief and forgiveness and and that really ties in with the themes that we've talked about about the the love and the unconditional love and the agape kind of energy because to come to that place of kind of real kind of um, unconditional love, really, you have to grieve and forgive or you can't let go of the old. And, um, and you know, this, th these themes are showing over and over in the, um, in the uh, cosmos this year with the nodes as well, with the north node being in cancer, um, which is another water sign and it's kind of letting go of um, kind of the old rules and then forgiving ourselves there's a lot of a lot to do with forgiveness in water energy anyway um you know, I yeah. could go on and on about that kind of energy right and the traditional thing that's interesting about jupiter and um Ceres is that they uh were um you know couple they were a couple yes madly in love and then uh all this jealousy and stuff arose and uh, Jupiter actually mistreated Ceres very badly. So they, and they were like, they treated each other very badly and um, uh, very angry. And so I think, again, there's an opportunity to change the story. Like you can stay be, being angry, mm -hmm. uh, but that's not going to give you what you need. Now, Ceres is at 10 degrees, so that's the one, the new beginning, that kind of allowing in the divine energy of, I'm going to do this something different, right? I'm taking an opportunity to practice compassion and removing myself out of what I want somebody else to do. I want somebody to behave a certain way, and they're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And this is what compassion is all about. This is what you know, using uh, more balanced love is all about is recognizing that we can't control other people, you know, by trying to manipulate them. At some point, they're just going to leave. So the best way is to, um, you know, focus on who we are and allow ourselves to be who we are so they can be who they are. We don't own other people. Uh, so interesting. So series at one degree or the 10 um, Jupiter 22, which is this beautiful degree of, you know, again, it's a um, master number. And this is about designing the, the 
the peace or whatever it is you're creating. So I love that Jupiter's in this double two, which is also, you know. Pluto is too, and Pluto yes. was... Pluto was another player in the story between Ceres and Jupiter. That's right, right. <laughs> they have been cruel. And I think they remind us, right, that they have been cruel and jealous and treated people bad, badly and, you know, uh, um, being violent and ugly. And it doesn't mean that they don't have an opportunity to change, right? Again, they can go to the 22, which is the master number of peace. Mm. So it is... And you have the double two, which is about creating balance and finding that place where you fit, creating harmony in there, which is so powerful. And it's a four, right? So four comes back to what are you making real? It's a material number. It's about bringing inspiration into the earth and making it something real, which is what we're talking about. Using that inspiration, which is very much the... Um, Neptunian idea, the Pisces, is using that inspiration. You have two fishes. What are you going to do with these two fishes? And where's that connecting point between them that holds them together, like holding the reins loosely, mm -hmm. that energy? Uh, so very powerful. And then Mars, of course, at 13 degrees, which is also a four. You know, we talked about Mars, but I find it fascinating that 13 is the number of the divine feminine. So mm -hmm. coming through. Uh, that energy, that means that the male energy is coming forward to be of service, to disrupt for the sake of new foundations for what matters. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of that energy and those kind of patriarchal um, signs, right? That is about bringing peace, bringing harmony or, and, and not that it's going to all happen at once, mm -hmm. but definitely, you know, we have to kind of, focus on that in order for it to begin to happen and kind of the the last thing i want to talk about in the astrology is that it you will talk more about this next time but it's really starting to be activated on by this time this new moon um comes about is the cardinal grand cross between Eris, uh, Pallas, Athena opposing each other in the in Aries and Libra, back to those signs again, and squaring um, the moon's nodes, but with the moon's south node at 25 Capricorn, conjunct Pluto and Saturn. That, you know, I've talked, I said change is coming. This cardinal grand cross is initiating more change. Um, especially because it's uh, square to the lunar nodes. You know, we're kind of being asked to really let go of the old rules. But also, um, I saw an interesting post by, um, what's his name? Oh, astrologer Michael Lutin. He's, he's an interesting guy. His posts are always very cryptic. But this one, <laughs> but this one was like, if your eyes on the prize, you're going to be left feeling hollow or something like that, he said. And and that, to my mind, is a lot to do with what all this energy is moving towards as well. In other words, if you are stuck in the old ways of blind ambition and and more material world just for the sake of it and all that kind of stuff that we've been bought to, taught to think is important, um, you're going to be left feeling very hollow because the energy is all moving towards this uh, collective 
caring and knowing that we're all connected and needing some more something more fulfilling than just all that kind of well get go for the bigger job go for the bigger house go for this go for that you know um and i'm not saying you can never have a big house but if that's all you're going for you're going to be left feeling very hollow and and that reminds me of all this chart as well so yes indeed i i think it's it's a fascinating thing to me what i find uh, interesting about this is this is that um that gateway that opportunity uh, we didn't really talk, but uh, we have before that the fact that Uranus and um, uh, Chiron, as you mentioned, is at the double zero. Uh, of course, the 29 degree is the final degree. The double zero or zero is the first degree or the one before, right? Yeah. So endings and beginnings. So we know this is a huge, um, a huge time of change and being in that soup and making choices and remembering like, the thing is, if we don't speak up, which is what this chart is talking to me about, is the idea is if we don't listen to our intuition, if we don't speak up, there will be people who will try to trap us back into that same place. And so it could work for a time, right? We have to be outspoken. We have to uh, to understand our values. And the only way we can do it is by speaking out, by listening by paying attention by choosing something different it, it just isn't going to be there isn't going to be all these signs on the walls going this way just go this way yeah. you know press this button and all will be well it there's an urgency here in um waking us up it's this this deluge you know we're being flooded with water and and what are we focusing on if like Lou says, you hanging on to that rock that if I have this great job, everything will be well, is I don't think you will just, only will you be empty, there will be nothing because those things are all going to be swept away yeah. in terms of uh, those being the ways we are building something new. Like, yes, you may have a big house, I don't know, but I think, you know, the the energies are going to being more responsible for ourselves more responsible for the choices we make and the way we live in this world that is we are visitors here i mean we don't own all these things right we have to be in conjunction with it with the earth and so i i just feel this 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 huge energy of kind of like a warning you know if you will of um you know, just don't be too complacent and too uh, simple in the idea of what are you, what, why are you doing what you're doing? Like you really need to get to the bottom of it and find that, that connection. Values. Yes, values. What do you value? What What is your spiritual truth? Yeah. I read somewhere that somebody was saying how with Mercury, you know, it's so interesting that Mercury is going retrograde. It's like how our minds are opening and stopped and kind of exploding and, and really being led down a new path uh, with all this movement with Uranus and of course all the different action that's happening is kind of like zombie world or something like the zombies are going to be floating up. Right? So <laughs> I thought that was an interesting aspect, right? Because we expect everything to be so like pretty and we just want to cover it all up, like just make it pretty. And then I don't need to be disturbed. And when all this stuff starts riding, rising, that's going to come back and say, here I am again. I'm bugging you again. Uh, here's our kind of opportunity and maybe the final opportunity to go, yes, 
I'm gonna grab this bull by the horns, I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna finally come to peace yeah. with this irritation or this pain that I've buried and I don't wanna look at. There's also a big element in this chart, feeding off what Jen said, of um, your expectations to, don't expect anything to look like you think it's gonna look like. You know, <laughs> Uranus is moving into Taurus and that is an expect the unexpected all this Pisces energy is chaos for example you know and I'm not predicting here but a lot of people have been going oh you know Uranus into Taurus uh, Bitcoin and and all that stuff is going to explode well it could as easily mean we go to a 10 cent flat tax or you know or it could mean the housing market's going to collapse and it could mean a million things I'm not predicting any of these things all these people who are so it's so letting go of certainty that's the word because capricorn is very certain <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing certain about what's going on right now which most people don't like but instead of getting stuck and saying well i know this is going to happen it's putting yourself in a position you're being allowed us to kind of embrace the chaotic in a way so that you put yourself in a position to be able to flow with the unexpected so yeah yes and you know what i was thinking i just went to look at uh, the degree of saturn talking about certainties mm -hmm. saturn is at 18 degrees and i call this the uh, the number of the ego so ah. it's about uh, letting go of your illusion about your ego needing to be in charge because what is the ego you know we do need our ego but uh, we don't want to let it run the show that's right. the ego is about certainty so it's about control right it's about uh, i'm not going to let you behave badly or i'm not going to let you be too loud or um uh, but it's also the death of that right this is an opportunity to kind of let that that controlling part die so how would you travel in uh, you know if you were on a river in these kind of stormy waters or something which kind of we are how would you travel like if you try to control it you you know your boat would crash you'd fall in the water so the way you have to do it is kind of let the water lead you and make choices when you have an opportunity right like oh here's a bank coming up i can stop here you know i can steer it and spend the night on dry water and not go through the night in the dark on the water on the you know raging river uh, those are the things that we have to learn this is the reason why we're in fear right is because we don't know how to use our intuition to guide us and listen to the signals and make choices that we feel are the right choices take the action when we need to um, instead of just following blindly along so this is what all this chaos is about it's about going Everything you have been certain about, the egoic framework, is going to splatter and break and fall apart. So you better get used to engaging with your voice, your, your, um, your intuition, your spirituality. What do you really care about? What are you going to save? You know, if you have one of those, uh, what is it, Noah kind of things, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to take on the ark? But, you know, I don't want anybody to jump into the fear thing of Pisces as well. That's a real shadow of Pisces. You know, we're going to be okay. <laughs> but, you know, you have to heed the warnings of, you know, being prepared to, you know. 
And of course, you know, you get to choose. Remember the two, we have a lot of twos happening around here. Of course, you get to choose which way you go. You can go back into hiding, crawl back under that rock and kind of just suffer the consequences of other people telling you what to do. Uh, or you can go, right, I want to be involved in my life. I want to feel this. You know, there is very little difference between fear and excitement. We just don't know the difference. And so uh, there is that sense of, oh, I we think it's fearful, but you can name it anything you want. You can name it joy or excitement or, yeah, I'm on a journey. And just accept that sometimes, I mean, anytime you don't know something, you're going to have a sense of caution around it or yeah. uncertainty. It's natural fight or flight reflex. Yeah, right. But if, but if you feel those fear, like anxious butterfly things and, and let them float around free, then and say, this is excitement. Let's go with this kind of thing. Anyway. Yeah. Or I'm getting an intuition that this is dangerous, that I need to sit down or sit it out. You know, there's nothing wrong with retreating when you need to sit in stillness, to breathe, to honor your body and your fear, and then go, okay, I can sit here and be stuck like I'm stuck in this cave or, you know, for the rest of my life, I won't even know when the world comes to an end or I can... Or I can take the sitting down as a pause... Yes, or taking action. <laughs> That's right. So, what do you want to do when you're in fear? Is you want to find a way to to come back to center, right? To be centered, like your, uh, you know, people we talk about at our third chakra, which is our power chakra, is we want to find that center there, so we're not being controlled by fear. That's ego, you know. Yeah. A lot of that is. I don't know what's happening. Therefore I'm going to pull out of it instead of maybe there is something, maybe I need to know something different. Maybe I need to sit here and come back to center. Shall we move on to the symbols? Yes, let's do it. I'm going to read mine first because I'm quite excited about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Excitement is good. It is. Oh, so um, the Chandra symbol for uh, Pisces 16, because we always go up a number from uh, the 15 degree new moon, is a peaceful child on a narrow ledge that overlooks a precipice. Fate has set the pattern. You are held fast by fate, yet inwardly you are so deeply and fundamentally free that you are actually submitting to your fate from a true and pure place. The situation you pull in is outwardly severe. You pull it in, sorry. You are a vast being trapped in a tiny form and you cannot really go anywhere or do anything to change this. Instead, you are released by your outward bondage to dream, to remember, to envision and to make cosmic connections. The inner life is boundlessly rich. The outer life is starkly poor. But you live within, make good on the past, cleanse and open and know that nothing is, is as it seems and form is tissue thin. I think that's quite an amazing one this time, actually, considering all we've talked about. <laughs> about <laughs> the yeah, right. How close it is. How close it is. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to uh, read mine. And I just wanted to re-emphasize when I was listening to you, the aspect of the 15 degrees of the moon is the opportunity here to heal thyself, right? Mm -hmm. 
patterns. It's very much a time where we begin. We have the opportunity to heal the things that we think are so-called wrong with us so we yeah. can flow into this beautiful absolutely freedom. So Pisces 16, the flow of inspiration. This is a symbol of the spiritual power which the development of civilization has brought to a point of practical potentiality mm. and on which each person may draw in meeting any or all critical issues of everyday living. There are illimitable resources in the world of reality around and maturity at root is a conscious and disciplined sensitivity to these. Woman is herself, as she puts her talents and skills to a real test, welcoming each new challenge to their competence. competency. The key word is ingenuity. Mm. When so when positive, the degree is an exceptional capacity for meeting the unusual developments on every level of human experience. And when negative disillusions of cleverness and contempt contempt for real effort <laughs> contempt for real effort yes yes i, I think both, both of those symbols speak to everything that we've been exactly and remembering this is the key here our imagination and our willingness to to dwell in a place where all is possible mm -hmm. absolutely Okay, I think we've probably talked more than enough about this one. <laughs> I knew we'd go quite long because it was just, it's just such an um, amazing, amazing new moon. Yes, it's a place of freedom, right? This really is a, I feel like this moon is really is a moon of freedom. Mm. Yep. So Jen, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Sure, you can find me at jendushen.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, on Facebook. I have a group, the Light, uh, the Light Club of the Woo Woo Weirdos of the World, and of course, uh, you can find me everywhere. I have YouTube, Jendushen. Uh, um, yep. yep, and I am Louise Eddington, <laughs> LouiseEddington.com, um, Louise Eddington Astrologer Facebook page, Planetary Magic Cafe is my free Facebook group. Um, I'm also on Instagram on here and there when I get time. <laughs> but if you Google my name again, I'm the author of modern astrology. Um, that's available on my website and on Amazon and watch out for Jen and I putting a little thing together about palace Athena. We've actually had this idea for a, quite some time um, about going through all the goddess myths and um, and looking how they can be rewritten for the modern age and from our perspective, um, astrologically and um, from the Akashic records and the messages and all the things we receive. So we're quite excited to start that project. And um, so look for more on that. And I think unless there's anything else from you, Jen. Yes. Subscribe. Oh, uh, leave review. Leave a review. We love your reviews and your responses. And we really appreciate you all downloading. The numbers of downloads are just going up and we're getting great, great response. We love doing it. It was kind of a passion project. This we, we kind of decided to do it together because it, 
it just we were talking about these things anyway so we thought we'd make them public and and we just love the fact that you're enjoying it too so thank you to everybody that listens and again we do appreciate reviews yes yes we're very appreciative of your listening yes and everything (laughs) all right then so for now it's goodbye from lou and goodbye from jen